Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, the sound of a baseball falling to the ground, the crack of the bat, the pop of a glove on a good fastball. They're all hearing that in Florida and Arizona these days. Spring training is here. We hope to talk to Nick Nelson from Twins Daily as he's down in Florida as well. But, well, the sport of baseball, in my opinion, is the greatest, as Kenny Rogers is singing to us now. The cell phone reception that Nick Nelson had was not. Yeah, nope, and that's the plus and minuses with cell phones, right, is that uh, sometimes they're amazing and sometimes they sound like robots, and that's where we were at. But think about the people we know. I mean, Brian, we talked about this in the past. Wouldn't the coolest thing to have would be a team to call and say, hey, report to spring training? Well, we know two people now that that's happened to because Sadie was told to report. Right. And Willie Pete was uh, told to report to a Cardinal camp and – I think that would be so cool to get that text from a GM. You need to report to spring training on February 3rd or whatever it was. Absolutely. That's Will Peterson of St. Scholastica fame and Two Harbors Radio fame, not the Hermantown manager for the hockey team. There's there's multiple good Will Petersons in town, but this particular Will Peterson that we're talking baseball about, elevating quickly in the Cardinal organization. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. He's double A, I believe, right now, and they're talking about, you know, he's he's the data pitching guy. And since there are so few of those people that have done it since they were young, you know, Will has a chance. And so that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. And then, of course, Sadie Keller, who you mentioned by first name only, but Sadie Keller, former Duluth Huskies intern. Will Peterson was part of the Duluth Huskies as well. So it champions very nicely what the Northwoods League and that organization can do for people. I hope they acknowledge what becomes of these people, too, because... You should be very proud of that. I know we are. Yeah, 100%. And They maybe aren't proud of us because we were with the Huskies too, and I don't know that they care about this show very much. That's, that's fact. But the, uh, the thing is, is they champion players who make it. So really they need to start championing those people behind the scenes who make it. And Sadie's a big deal. I mean, she's from where she came with the Huskies to where she is now, they should, she should be like uh, – she should have like a little write-up, right? Absolutely. How you make it. Interesting you say that because there's a tab on the Huskies website that has those. And I'll write Sadie Keller's myself if I have to because it's not there yet. But Sadie Keller at spring training. The Twins are at spring training. Now, I jokingly said, stop the count when somebody texted me yesterday. The Twins won today. I said, want to know we're done. Let's end it right there. <laughs> right. Good start for the Twins. You and I have been kind of giddy, not just because it's baseball, but we believe in Minnesota sports should say, don't do that. But we believe that this Twins team has a shot to be really good. Well, what's weird about them is they really don't have any roster competition right now either. I mean, they're kind of set. I mean, of course, barring injury, knock on wood. But they're kind of set. They they look like they're talented, more talented than last year. They're deeper than last year. Um, you know, they have like 15 pitchers who are all going to go five innings and and hopefully not give up too many runs. And uh, and so and but yet their bullpen looks better, which it right. needed to. And you know the the positions are kind of set. It looks like the bench is kind of set. They got the the new guy from San Francisco. But is it set though? Because I appreciate you using that terminology, and I don't believe that there's necessarily big time competition. But there's a lot of I like the phrase plug and play. But there's a lot of carbon copy type guys mm-hmm. because you look at Solano, the new guy from the Cardinal organization. Hopefully, you know more about him as a Cardinal guy. Yep. But I look at him and I look at Kyle Farmer and I go, aren't aren't they kind of the same Nick dude? Gordon. 
You know, you look at Nick Gordon, you look at Michael A. Taylor is more accomplished as a gold glover. You know, you've got a log jam of guys. Do you have competition or not? I'm not sure. I, I don't I honestly don't think you do. The thing about Solano is he's so they're they're gonna keep thirteen pitchers, which means you're gonna have thirteen players. Okay. He's kinda number fourteen, but he has a major league contract, right? They didn't sign him to a minor league gig. So the the thing is, is if they're gonna keep him, how? I mean, do you put Kirilov on the injured reserve list? Do you cut Gordon? I mean, what Does do you Trevor do? Does Trevor Larnick make this team or linger in St. Paul for a while or become part of a deal somewhere? Yes, I think it's the second two. I think he's going to end up in St. Paul and he'll become part of a deal at some point. So how much of this is really, really good insurance policy type planning by yes. the Twins? Because to me, it says we can't have what happened last year happen to us again. Correct. But you also can't control that. You cannot control injuries. No. But what you can't control is being prepared for it in terms of depth. 100%. So what right. they've done is said, we got decimated last year. Yep. And we've got some guys that are known for this. You know, Byron Buxton should come with a Fragile label on him to go a Christmas story on the bit. But they've got plans that don't involve Jake Cave, as we like to joke about. But they've got plans where the drop-off isn't massive. Correct. This is kind of a hat tip that the Twins front office deserves as much as they get ridiculed. Because their depth chart looks really, really smart. It really does. And and yesterday's first baseman, uh, the white guy from, um, what's it, Derek White, Ryan White, uh, first baseman who played on those Houston teams with Correa, I mean, he's going to be, he's already St. Paul bound, right? So now you've got a guy with a little bit of pop who could come in and, and play a game or and two. And you've got Ryan Lamar back in this organization? For what reason? <laughs> well, there's there's a number of guys that are in yeah. the organization well, for right what Well, right now, in late February, you're going to have a lot of guys. But, um, you know, if they can build St. Paul's depth up, and, and then St. Paul wins a little bit because last year was kind of a rough year for them because of the Twins' injuries, frankly. Right. Um, now, all of a sudden, the, the organization starts to feel better about themselves. And if, if they have a few injuries and they can absorb them and not lose, I think the confidence level on that team is going to go through the roof. So here is the chicken or the egg question, because anybody who is a big fan of the Twins or anybody who isn't but wants to be sticks to the narrative, wow, pitching, 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 yada, yada, yada. And we've all said they've got an accomplished starting staff yep. if they want to know how to use it. If they're stuck with five innings and get out no matter what you're doing, then that's different. But they do have a bullpen that looks like a strength, certainly. But continuing with my theory of let's not have last season happen again, the other part besides injuries was that bullpen was exhausted by August, September, right. and beyond. Yep. So if you're going to go five and fly because your bullpen is good, you can't always do that to keep your bullpen fresh or can you because there's a number of good arms down there rather than a few because I think they're going to have to do at least some managing with their gut and with their feel rather than what the computer says and I've got a column coming out on our website about that but that's just my yeah, thought I actually thought that was a pretty good column and I agree with you on Rocco has to you know be able put to, the computer down yep but um, or if it's Falvey and Levine calling the shots put the phone down when they call the uh the guy I think is really important is Bailey Ober I mean, is Ober turn into your long relief guy? Because he's very talented. He's got a lot of stuff, right? But he's another guy who's super injury prone. So could you have him twice a week be the long guy? You know, if, if uh, Chris Archer was around and you needed somebody uh, in the third, you know, can Bailey Ober take that no, on? No, no, no. When Chris Archer years? was around, we needed somebody in the third because he went the first two. Go ahead. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but but could, could Ober you know, be the guy to fill in those spots because he's stretched out, right? So three, four, five innings for him isn't going to be all that difficult. And when you're in the bullpen, your stuff ticks up a little bit because you can throw a little bit harder. And 
I think that I think over is important because if you're going to do the five and fly, if you have a bad outing by Malley, you're going to need somebody to go, you know, for the fourth, fifth, sixth. Sorry, the prosthetic just moved. I was going to say, let me know when you'd like me to jump in. I think the answer is now. But I think you're right. The bullpen can be a strength. And if you want to go five or six or you think you're dead set on going five or six because it's your new quote unquote twins way. My question is, what's the bridge? Because let's do a hypothetical five and fly. Yeah. And we don't know the final roster of this team yet. We don't. But based on last season, sans Michael Fulmer, who's not in the organization anymore and obviously only was after the deadline last year. Where are you going in six, seven, eight, nine? Because I don't know that there's going to be a set script because last year it was where's the opponent at in the batting order, and that's when Duran comes in. Yeah, no, I th- I think... But I'm not sure I'd do that anymore. Honestly, I'd make Duran the closer and just let the rest get there. Call her a day. Yes. Uh, I agree. Um, I think Griffin Jacks is going to be really important. You know, Griffin Jacks came out, you know, a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm going to hit 100 this year. When Griffin Jacks was a starter, he was topping his fastball out at 93. And so, you need Lopez to be Lopez. the good Lopez, yes. but I don't know that you need him to close. You don't need the struggled starter Lopez, which is kind of what you got in the closer role last right, year. Right. You need him to be a solid setup, a setup guy. But the, the important guy back there, I think, is Theobar. It is. Because, but what inning is he going to get? Well, but last year, Theobar, cool. Three years ago, Theobar. Not in baseball, not really. Not in baseball. Yeah. And so the, the, the high vari- the variance there is a little spooky. Um, but I think they... Real, their bullpen really does look like there's some depth in it as yeah. well. Yep. Um, you know, are we going to even see Alcala? I hope so. I mean, I hope he's going to be a big factor because you didn't have him last right. year when you needed him. Right. And so they they have guys. So they I think they can turn. I mean, Richardson, the starter down at St. Paul, in the bullpen, he would, again, pick up some velocity. Uh, and that's his big thing is that, you know, he's a number five starter because he's a perfect pitch to contact guy. Right. So that's your look at pitching. We thought we knew the starting lineup basically the minute Correa put pen to paper yep. for his third team in three weeks. But the more I hear about it, and that's why I wish Nick Nelson could have chatted with us from Florida, I'm not so certain anymore. I can do around the diamond and think about it, but I have less confidence. Left field, I'm going to put Gallo there, but I keep hearing reps at first base instead. Center field is Buxton for two weeks because that's just what we know. <laughs> Right field is Kepler, but for how long? I can't believe he's still on this team. Yep. Third base is Miranda. Shortstop is Correa. Second base is Polanco. First base is Kirilov, we think. Your starting catcher, I don't know if you have personal catchers yet, but it should be Vasquez based it'll, on it'll be talent. Vasquez. Yep. Your DH is pick a guy. Yep. This, this reminds me of when they used to have Jason Tyner play <laughs> DH years ago because they just needed somebody else to be in the lineup. Is it going to be Kyle Farmer? Is it going to be Solano? Is it going to be somebody else who's not playing that day if Larnick is on this roster? Nick Gordon is getting reps at every position yep. known to man. Yep. Is he going to be Luis Arise? He's got to play. It's a matter of where. But that's three, four guys that are kind of the same. Uh, 100% agree. 100% agree. That's their, that's their plus and their Achilles heel. Like they don't right. have, they don't have, if, if Larnock was to go and we talked about that, so they have two real DH guys in the organization, right? They have Walner and they have Larnock. Well, they don't have enough right-handed batters. I want to add that. No, they do not. But that was, you know, that's where we talked about Kepler going for a long time because they needed a right-handed bat. Um, but that first base, I kind of think that's one of the reasons Salerno is here because then you can take somebody out of the DH role and you can put him there. He's also your leadoff hitter then. 
if if uh, he's in the if he's playing quite a bit. I think that um, I think you're going to see Nick Gordon play first a lot this year. I really do. I think you're going to have you know at the hockey games on the jumbotron where sometimes they have follow the puck and they do it really fast. You yep. know they put the puck underneath one of the helmets and they spin it around really fast and everybody picks see if they could stick with it. Yep. I think you're going to have that with Nick Gordon. Follow where he is in the field and see how many places you end up going throughout the course of a month. I think that Joy Gallo. I mean, he's won Gold Gloves in the outfield. I have to tell I you about a perfect don't tweet. Think you're going to put him at first? I have to tell you about a perfect tweet I saw yesterday. I didn't know anything about the game except for the Twins had won. Somebody tweeted, Joey Gallo went two for two. He's our new Luis Arise. <laughs> Loved is, it. That is Loved fact. it. That's the kind of satire we need. But here's the thing I heard on, on the radio the other day. You know your first baseman might be Miranda, and Farmer's your third baseman. And so, but and that cleans up but first. But that would, in, that would infuriate me because you could have still had Gio Urshela here, and you should have. Well, I, I agree The reason he left is because Rocco said before last year ended, they picture... Jose Miranda as your answer at third base. I th- but I think that's true. And I think your first baseman is Kirilov. But if he starts on the, on the disabled list, which I think he will, because what are you going to do with Salerno otherwise? You're not, I mean, the guy you're going to cut is Nick Gordon. Well, and they brought back no, Kyle Garlick. Is he even going to make this no, team? No, he won't. He okay. won't. Um, there's, there's just not enough spots, Brian. That's, that's right. the crazy thing. You talked about it. You got your backup catcher. You got Gordon. You got Farmer. You got Michael Taylor. Who's the other backup that I'm missing? There's another backup. Um, oh, Solano, the guy we just got. Solano, yeah. And then you got your starting nine. That's 13. But I don't think you have an entrenched <laughs> starting nine. I just don't think you do. Here's my question, though. So you've got, you know, 13 quality players yep. or whose ceiling is at least of good quality. Yep. But it reminds me of my own lack of strategy or incorrect strategy playing fantasy sports. I usually like to have a fantasy team that has – Really, really good, and then a drop-off because I don't have to sit and flip a coin over, gosh, what lineup do I want to put out? Because when I do that, I pick the wrong one. How many times is Rocco Baldelli going to pick the wrong one? Uh, with yeah. so many similar players. No, I agree with you. Another reason Solano's there because he can he can hit right-handed, right? And so... I got to keep Googling this guy. Is there an R in his last name or not? Because I keep saying Solano and you say Solano, and I'll admit I didn't know the guy. San Francisco uh, second baseman for a while there. He, um, Anyways, he uh, he's the guy that is supposed to balance that lineup up. Because you have the switch hitting second baseman, right? You have uh, Correa, and then you have the switch hitting center fielder. And other other than that, they're almost all lefties, right? And so you have to be you have to be um, cognizant of that, and whether or not they can hit velocity. You know, that's Joey Gallo's issue. That was Miranda's issue, right? You know, well, Miranda, uh, you still have to look for a sophomore slump. We keep kind of anointing him a star. He hasn't been in the big leagues very long. Kepler's the league's going to adjust. Will he? I just think Kepler's going to be a great study uh, in rover usage in the outfield. Do you buy any kind of chip on shoulder for Max Kepler? Because unless you're blind and don't read anything, you have to know that there's at least been rumblings about you don't need to be on this team. And sometimes I think even those that are your bosses may have agreed with it. I I, I think Max, Max Kepler should have had a chip last year when he was being embarrassed when they wouldn't play the left side of the field at all. But he was also hurt about 60% of the season. Whether he played through it or not, I think the pains got to him so much he didn't care. Brian, they left an entire half of the field open for um, him. But he's not. Let's not pretend he's the only player in the league they did that for. But then, but there's where your chip on the shoulder should have been, and he wasn't willing to go there. I, I would. That's the guy I would cut if I wanted to keep other people because you've got players to play that. I position. don't know that you can cut him though because he is a bargaining chip. You may be tired of him, but I'm not sure the rest of the league is. Well, then you got to deal him, right? I mean, that's you different than cutting a guy though. No, but he's the guy that that doesn't need to be on the on the roster because he's proven that he's not willing to change. 
And maybe he goes to Boston and becomes David Ortiz because that was kind of David Ortiz's thing, right? Uh, because we can't go a full show without bringing up that narrative somehow. But the issue is the same. You know, Ortiz yeah. didn't want to play Kelly's game, and, and Kepler doesn't seem to want to adjust to Major League Baseball. The only thing that's going to happen is if Max Kepler leaves the Twins, Arola Architecture Studio may want to leave us because we champion the idea, and Ryan Arola's wife has an unhealthy appreciation for Max Kepler. Well, hey, listen. Dana survived Nino going. Now he's and now in Winnipeg. He's in your second favorite team's and, house. And so I, I know that that's survivable, right? Oh, yeah. I want to see if I can get a Niederreiter, Niederreiter, Niederreiter signed jersey. Jets jersey? There you go. Yep. That would be fun. because uh, And I would like it written that way to Dana because that would be you know hysterical. That would be awesome. Now, the other piece of the equation is part of the reason that I think we believe the Twins could be good is because good means maybe you're a division champion. Is this division not very good? Because historically... And I'm not going deep, but historically, say, four years, it hasn't been outside of one team every year. Right. I just, I can't buy into Cleveland. I just can't. Their offense is anemic. Their pitching's really good. The only reason they came back is the Twins, you know, the ambulance just couldn't stop coming right. to Minnesota. And again, I'll say it, and I've said it all winter long, and you roll your eyes at me. I think Tony LaRusa cost the White Sox 15 games last year. I don't disagree with you. I just don't think that they're going to be very good without Jose Abreu in the middle of that lineup. The problem I have with discounting Chicago is Dylan Cease is really good. Lucas Giolito still has the opportunity to be really good. So if their offense can survive or be serviceable without Abreu, they're not bad. I even buy into them a little more than Cleveland. See, but that's where I'm at. I rolled your eyes, or I rolled my eyes. I would roll yours if I could. <laughs> but but I rolled my eyes at you because you had Chicago winning the division so often. Yes, they passed the infirmary that was Minnesota, but you kept saying they were going to come up from the depths of third, and I don't think you realize how bad they were down the stretch last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and, and and they got really hampered by leadership, and, and I don't mean that solely. They on didn't Lusa. have any. Yeah, they didn't have any anywhere. Uh, you know, that's why I think Abreu's loss is is going to be it's going to feel, but he didn't provide any leadership last year because that team just nuked. Uh, but now with Anderson back and the center fielder back and the guy who blew his hamstring in the Twins game back. All right, so uh, we're thinking of Luis Robert as the center fielder. Yep. I'll think of the guy who blew his hamstring in the Twins game, but I'm playing Dave Cook password. I'm doing okay again. It's Eloy something, right? It starts with an E, his first name. It's Eloy Jimenez. That's it. Yes. Yep. No, so, I mean, those guys coming back healthy uh, and no La Russa, I think that's a 15-game swing, man. There you go. There's a makeshift baseball preview. We hope to talk to some folks at spring training today, but cell phone terrorism kept us from doing that. But no matter what month it is, we're never going to forget baseball. We're going to go back to a theme we had in the first hour. Talk about some things you may have forgotten. We're not going to let you. Stick around. We'll be right back. Don't forget. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Forget about us either, even though we moved to Sunday this weekend. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, thing, by Northland way. Sports Page. Well, maybe because we just did it back in December when the Vikings played back-to-back Saturdays too. So, okay. if, so it's a one-off, often if it's a one-off for 2023, you're still on track. If it's a one-time thing, we kind of blew that cover, but... Don't you forget about me. We were so glad when the folks at Amsoil didn't forget about the show when they saw us yesterday. That unforgettable or sometimes overly forgettable became themes today. 
But I'll tell you this, Unforgettable is a good theme for our sponsors. We do nothing without them. Absolutely. Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group. You know, Brian, we were talking about them just a little bit ago. Uh, I, we don't talk enough about Proctor, and we don't talk enough about the Two Harbors location as well. I mean, you've got 26th Avenue East, the London Road um, place where I usually go when I go to when I go to Blackwood. Same Tavern, which is you know my kind of my haunt because they do gluten free really well. Right. Um, you know, we just did pickup there the other day. That's kind of slick. Um, and so you've got the other two in Two Harbors and Proctor, um, but then Graceland and the Morris Room and and all those locations where you can have your special event. Uh, that's the thing about Blackwoods that's pretty amazing, and and I know you want to push Jacks here for a second. I do because if you're looking for any kind of assistance with a big event, obviously most notable are weddings. Jen and I did ours there almost ten years ago now. It'll be ten years to the day, October fourth. In case she's listening, of course I remember. But give Jacks a call if you'd like some help in planning your wedding and booking a date at the ballroom or the Morris Room at Graceland two one eight seven two two seven four six six. To say they'll take care of you, that's cliche. Let's put about seven exclamation points after that because they do a great job taking care of everything you need. Dana and I will be married 34 years, 34 years this year. Well, oh, my God. Just to give you an idea, I'm only going to be 44 in about a month. So Tomorrow is a big deal for me, you know. Yes. Um, that means the Kohler promotions are running out soon, too. It, it does, um, and and it also means that I can't drive 55 actually means something. Uh-oh. Um, He's 11 right. years older than me, folks. Speaking of Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, they do have their – Hyundai's got their 0% financing – for the next couple days. Yes. And so if you're... The Dave Cook birthday promo. If you are looking for... Only we know it's named that. Right. If you're looking for a vehicle, you know, it's it's time to take, you know, take care of business and go up and see the folks at Kohler and take advantage of this financing offer. Uh, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's now up in Hermantown. Again, sometimes that building might, you might drive by it, it looks like an office complex, but Famous Dave's has the whole downstairs and a fantastic place to go. Plenty of parking, um, you know, head over, head up by Sam's Club right there uh, and take advantage of Famous Dave's new location. Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OER Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina and Associates, and Avenue 45. So appreciative of all of our sponsors. Once again, they are unforgettable. Probably should have used that musically today. Should have thrown a little Nat King Cole in the mix at some point. Oh, yes, but that's right. We talked about what gets forgotten that shouldn't and what simply can't be forgotten. One thing we want to talk about, because we did it in the first segment, we talked about wins that get overlooked, and it came from the miracle. It came from the fact that everybody remembers U.S. over USSR. Very few remember it was U.S. over Finland when it mattered the most. Yep. Of course, you could say you don't get there without beating Soviet Union, and I get that. I don't want to have that argument, but Dave Cook does worlds better than me at show prep. And by that, I mean, he does some, I don't actually do very much at all. I'm the John Carlson of our, of right. Our right. Can you tell me anything about a goalie today? No, I cannot. <laughs> Except the kid from East was good. And the kid from uh coon rapid stood on his head and, and just didn't get a whole lot of support. There you go. So you're even more John Carlson than you thought you were. You did that? that spur of the moment with no problem name, at all, but we're good. Will Wagner for Coon Rapids, Cole Kronstedt for Duluth Kronstedt, that's, that's right. where I come in. I Kronstedt give you the names, you give me the analysis. Yep. But as you were prepping today, you were looking for more of the most forgotten games, which is ironic because if there's a website about them, maybe they're not forgotten. But you stumbled upon forgotten individual stars in football. And you said, hey, can we do this? And I said, Sunday. Sunday's still about football for most people. Sure. Tell me what you discovered. So I went through, and there is so many NFC Central or NFC North um, players that, you know, when you when you see their name, it's really, oh, that's right. 
when they played, they were a big deal. But Brian, over time, they've been forgotten. That's almost the backbone of this show. Because again, it was invented during a trip that we took to a Twins game. And I swear we spent at least an hour of the two hours plus from here to Target Field going, remember how good that guy was? Remember how good that guy was? And we gave in-depth analysis on those people to each other. And we said, do you think anybody else would ever want to hear this? And again, five plus years later, we're still wondering, but the ratings say we're doing okay. So now you usually hand off stuff to me. I'm going to hand off stuff to you. Okay. This is going to be fun for me. Let's start with a position. I've got people at every position. So what are we doing here? Are we doing NFC North? We are are doing NFC North slash Central because there's some Tampa Bay guys. Of course. All right. Pick a position. Uh, Let's play with the running back. All right. So the, the first name that popped up, right, was a Detroit Lion before Barry Sanders. Before. Wow, I would kind of struggle with that. Billy Sims. Okay. Because Billy Sims was that guy. Like, he had he was on the track. He was an Oklahoma guy, and he got bit by the turf monster. If you remember what those used to be, the seams in, in turf and blew his knee all up. Um, but prior to that injury, like – he was a guy, and we just don't really talk about Billy Sims anymore. All right, here's my question. How many wide receivers did you use? Are we going three wide here? How many do I get? Well, we're, I've got a handful of running backs, Okay, and we'll, and we'll spin through one of them because Amon Green uh, for the Packers used to just eat the Vikings alive, uh, but we don't talk about him anymore. We talk about a bunch of other guys. How about Neil Anderson from the Bears? Number 35 for the Bears. I'll tell you this. When you were going through what you were going to do with this segment – I didn't want to spoil it for you and say, well, I'm going to have fun with this because if there's anybody out there who's in their late 30s, early 40s, even mid 40s, I'm going to be 44 in a month, like I mentioned. If you played a lot of video games in the 90s, you remember a lot of these people because how good they were on there. Yeah. Because the Bears in the old Tecmo Bowl between Neil Anderson and also Brad Mooster were fairly decent. Um, and then what I thought was the most interesting one, because he, as a Gopher fan, he's always been front and center, and that's Mike Allstott, yeah. who played for Tampa Purdue. when they were in the Central. Purdue's Mike Allstott. And he was a problem across the board. I will tell you, one of my favorite Viking-Tampa memories, because I was there in person, it was Dante's first year as a starter, and the Vikings shot out of the gate undefeated. And I think Tampa was 3-1, and the Vikes were 4-0. Tampa had that vaunted defense, and they met on Monday Night Football, and I was there. It was Dungy in Minnesota against the Vikes. And it was a one-possession game. Shocking. We were doing it even then. And Dungy called a flawless fake punt. And Mike Allstott was wide open. And he fell down as they were throwing it to him. Otherwise, the Vikings lose, bar none. And that's that's the memory I take away from that game. You know, forget the fact that Moss had a great game. We talk about all the forgotten things that went into the win. You just remember Mike Allstott falling on his butt. Absolutely. All right, pick another position. Tight end. Uh, tight end is... See what I did there? I went from falling on your butt to tight end. Very nice. Tight end was uh, actually our guy. And we talk a lot about him, but nobody else does. And that's Jimmy Kleinsaucer. Jimmy okay. Kleinsaucer is a is a Viking um, ring of honor guy, right? But I think he is forgotten as far as his abilities. I think he's a name now who's kind of one of us. But I think people forget how good he was. All right. So I would have gotten that wrong because when you said our guy that we talk about and nobody else does, I would have said Vasante Shanko because he had the window of stardom with Favre and then drifted away and was never heard from again. I think of Jimmy as H-back guy, fullback, kind of like all even though, yes, he was a tight end. How about Steve Jordan? We could have done that, too, because Steve Jordan oh, and that's a guy that records. shouldn't be forgotten. Right. All right. Pick another position. That was my only tight end. Are you on both sides of the ball here? I am. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Um, 
He played for the Bears for a couple years, um, and he went on to other teams. Uh, Ted Washington. Okay. Ted Washington was a wall. Like, he was one of the biggest men you've ever seen. Uh, and he made a difference on those Bears teams and a lot of other teams. But uh, Ted Washington would have talked enough about So this is Dave Cook's Forgotten Stars, NFC North, NFC Central style. Here's a question, though. Because we talk so much about our own people, did you have a hard time calling Vikings forgotten? I know you just mentioned Jimmy, but because I would have said, okay, where's where's Henry? Where's Pat Williams in this? Um, I'm going to go more forgotten than that, and it is one of my favorite players, Jerry Ball. Okay. Jerry Ball was the guy who came in and kind of solidified. But on, on this team, I'd put him as a lion, not as a Viking. Right. Well, you can do that too. Right. Um, all right. So the next defensive tackle is one that shouldn't be forgotten. Like he's in the Hall of Fame, but it's not somebody we talk about at all anymore. And that's Warren Sapp. Yeah. Like Warren Sapp has disappeared as far as in, you know, even in Tampa Bay circles, you know, they don't talk about Warren Sapp like the way they should. You know how many wonderful plays Warren Sapp made on the field in his life? And you talk about what do you visualize when you hear a name? I picture, and bear with me, hopefully you remember this too. I picture Warren Sapp chasing down Green Bay Packer head coach Mike Sherman on the sidelines and saying, you so tough, put a jersey on. You so tough, put a jersey on. I have... Fine recollection of what Sap did on the field, but the play that goes in my head is not even a play. It's after a game, him talking smack. Um, so let's go to defensive end as long as we're there. Um, Richard Dent. Yep. And Dan, um, oh, what was his running mate? Uh, la, la, la. Dan Hampton? Yes. Okay. Um, see, that would have been a fun way to play this. You just describe them and see if I can get them for that's you. That's how you and I roll. I would have oh. almost voted for Chris Dolman. Um, but Dent was such a big-time player. And nobody talks. I mean, that Bears team had so many really good players. And the one guy they talk about, Singletary, is maybe wasn't even the best player. Well, wasn't the best player on that right. team. Um, and then one that we talked about before and actually really kind of started this was Al Bubba Baker. Yes. Like, there's stories. Frankly, I forgot he played in this division. Yeah, he was a Lion first. Right. Um, and there are stories that his rookie year, if you if you were to count the numbers, he had 23 sacks. Um, and and like I was telling you, I had a buddy that was had a man crush on Bubba Baker, so we knew him a little bit. And he ate the tw- the Twins, the ate the Vikings alive. All right, go ahead. Next position. I feel like we haven't done much at the wide receiver position. All right. So Anthony Carter is the is the lead on this one, but for a forgotten talked, star. We've okay. talked about him a lot. All right, but. How about Favre's first favorite and Don Mikowski's favorite? Sterling? Uh, Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp was really good Uh, until he got hurt. Injuries took care of that, yeah. Yep. Um, And another Packer that, you know, you and I didn't like at all and is more recent. All you had to say was Packer. Ty Montgomery. You know, we... Interesting. A guy who... who A guy who was a tight end and they eventually played him at tailback when they had to. Well, he was kind of the Debo Samuel before Debo. But a much thicker Debo. How about Willie Galt? Yeah. Willie Galt was the speed killer guy. The thing is with Willie Galt, yes, he was a bear. I almost remember him more with the Raiders. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Uh, and then the last one is another lion that we went, both went, oh, yeah. Herman Moore destroyed Herman Moore. people. You yep. bet. Herman Moore was the original 6'4 athlete guy. Herman Moore made Scott Mitchell serviceable. Absolutely Or maybe even right. better than serviceable. So yes. let's off the Scott Mitchell segue. Who do you got under center here? Okay. It's the guy that I couldn't remember. And I knew the Bears were pretty good, and, but but he was the original Aaron Rodgers attitude guy. And that's Jay Cutler. Jay ah. Cutler was good for the Bears. We forget that. Yeah. Um, and then somebody that you and I have talked about a lot, but Packer fans even, I think, sometimes forget about him, and that's the Magic Man, Don Mikowski. 
Like he he really, in my opinion, he's the guy that started the turnaround after the next quarterback, Lynn Dickey, who we don't talk about at all either. And my final quarterback is the guy Herman Moore made, Scott, Scott Mitchell? Mitchell. Okay, because they, the guy who was Dan Marino's backup, and and. Looked like Bernie Kosar and ran like Bernie Kosar, but he made literally looked like Bernie Kosar. He he made plays like he threw the ball to Herman Moore when it was needed. He had uh, running backs that he could work with. A, a certain one that was pretty good. One of the first quarterbacks you brought up was Jay Cutler. I want to go back to him for a moment yeah. because every time that I sing the praises of Kirk Cousins, I've got a buddy who likes to call Kirk Cousins Kirk Cutler because he believes that they're the same guy. Oh, I understand the lack of postseason success the good numbers, and not always a ton of wins. How close do you mirror those two? I I think Cutler's closer to Stafford than than Kirk. Okay, but what do you mean by that? Because a lot of people elevate Stafford because of last year. Oh, because he won a Super Bowl the, the and huge, had that star-studded Rams huge, team. The huge arm and willing to use it. Like, Cutler had a hose. Like, he could throw. And I don't think Kirk so if you have the two to choose from, arm. who do you want? You want Jay, you want Kirk? Well, it depends on what the situation is. You know, I in that last play against the Giants, give me Cutler, right? But uh, if you want to be good all the time, give me Kirk because he's going to make you at least 500. And Cutler was a gambler, right? Right. Who, who thought his arm could get him out of trouble, and sometimes it did. Jay Cutler, for me, was the AFC's version of Phillip Rivers. Yeah, you're good, but you're about the fifth or sixth best in your era, in your world, and you're awfully lippy for somebody who hasn't done anything. Right, his attitude was awful. That's right. what cost him. It's cost Jeff George, too. All right, we've got a couple positions left. We go, ahead and just, go ahead and just read them off if you can. All right, so here we go. Offensive lineman, ready? Lomas Brown, who yeah. as a lion used to uh, make the Vikings' vaunted uh, pass rush at that time problematic. How about the one we dislike the most? How about Olin Krutz? For From the, the Bears? Bears. The wasn't center wasn't who, he the center forever? Yes, and he was a little dirty and a little strong, and he was the guy that always you know, kept Kevin Williams him and, and Pat Williams. Him and Jay Hilgenberg. Didn't the Bears have like two centers for yep. 30 years? Yep. How about our guy, David Dixon? We yeah. never talk about Dixon. He was gigantic. Because I feel like with guards in particular, I mean, this is an offensive lineman theme, but you don't talk about guards unless they stink. <laughs> How about uh, Frank Winters yeah. from the Packers, who wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but was always a problem because he was a it's little another dirty. another center, right? Yep, little dirty um, and a little Packer confident, right? How about uh, Viking Tim Irwin? Yeah. Tim Irwin, who's, I believe, in... Big number 76, Tim in, Irwin. Yep, in government now, right? Now, the reason I know Tim Irwin, granted, he was around right when I started being a Vikings fan, but there used to be McDonald's promotions where you're a kid, you get a Happy Meal, and there's Viking trading cards in there. I had about 17 Tim Irwins. Go ahead. Finally, in the offensive line, Jimbo Covert. You remember Jimbo? I back- don't. Jimbo was it's one of the Harbaugh's. classic names of football. Yep, he was Harbaugh's blindside guy, and he was always, you know, really, really good. Uh, all right, so let's go uh, linebacker real quick. Okay. All right, AJ Hawk. Yeah, AJ Hawk caused problems all the time. I try to forget him, but he's like McAfee, pops up on every podcast in the world. Yep, and then Bryce Pop was a was former another Viking, guy. former yep. Bill, but was a much Packer, more really. noted with a Bill and was a Packer. Yes, yep. Yep. number ninety five, Bryce Pop. All right, now the, probably the most underrated Viking of all time, Ed McDaniel. Yeah, uh, Eddie made our plays pal Buddy all Becker has made sure we got a chance to meet him. The pride of Clemson. Yep, and then finally, as I was telling you earlier, Singletary was the guy that people remember from that Bears team. Sure, in my opinion, the best player on that Bears team, Wilbur Marshall. And nobody talks about Wilbur Marshall, but go back and watch those teams. He was the guy causing the havoc. Is that akin to the Giants of like Carl Banks and Pepper Johnson? Which one do you want? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. All right. This is the back in the defensive backfield. Ready? Uh, 
cornerbacks. Al Harris. Yeah. Al Harris used to be he was very the first, problematic. He was the first one with the hair. Yep. When you could was. reach out and grab a guy by his dreads. And he was very aggressive and made a lot of plays against and the And he's Vikings. the one that Randy Moss burned on the moonshot, if you know what I mean. But here is a guy that you're going to go, oh my gosh, yes. Peanut Tillman. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bears guy who just never backed down from anybody. Well, and when players try the strip from behind, people say they tried to peanut Tillman it. It's still brought up. Um, Antoine. You know, Winfield? Yep. Yeah. People just don't talk about Antoine enough. Uh, he was he was that good. Um, and Browner then side by side with him. Um, and, and I'm going to give one of our guests a play here because people don't talk about Vincey unless they've okay. heard him here. I thought you were going Carl Lee, who's also been a guest. Uh, Vincey when he was here was so impactful, yeah. but he wasn't here long enough for people to, you know, grasp onto him, I think, but I, for that reason, underrated. And our kicker, Detroit lion, Jason Hansen, who used Ooh. to just crush teams because he was consistent. And he was one of the first guys with the big leg. The thing is, is he was a wonderful kicker and an accurate kicker and a big leg. Like you mentioned, he's a forgotten star because who is he playing for? hundred percent. If he split the uprights with that kind of regularity for any other franchise, he's a huge deal in the hall of fame. If he's doing that for other, absolutely. You hear the song we're bumping out with. It's Oh yeah. Hopefully you did that with every player that was brought up one segment to go. Oh, the laughing stock that is go for basketball. We talk about it for drawing lines. When we come back, Northland sports page, Sunday edition, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. will be right back for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A little for the love of money for our final segment here on a Sunday edition of Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are not in this for the money. It is a joy to do this every week, no matter which day we do it. But folks, give us money to help keep the show afloat. We're going to pay homage to them right now. In our final segment, of course, I'll take one out of your way, Dave Cook. It's Drawing Lines, courtesy of Aurora Architecture Studio. More on him in a moment. But all of our sponsors, we love you. Absolutely. Let's start with Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. Again, at Kohler Hyundai, this is your opportunity, kind of your last couple days, to get in on the financing deal. If you're looking for a car, make sure you make that call tomorrow. Because uh, it's Sunday, right? They're not they're right. not open today. And February twenty seventh is a huge deal. It is a huge just ask deal. the Cook family. Stewart Spikes Sports Happy and Trophy tomorrow. Go ahead. Incline Station. Famous Dave's up he in just Hermantown. Just shunned me now. altogether. Go ahead. Well, no, I I didn't. I just kind of moved along. <laughs> Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina and Associates, Avenue Forty Five, the Blackwoods Group. And again, if you're looking for an event and you have certain dates, give Jax a call. 722-7466, area code 218. And Mount Royal Bottle Shop. Absolutely. We're so appreciative of all of our sponsors. The OG was Ryan Arola, is Ryan Arola at Arola Architecture Studio. His idea many moons ago was do a segment called Drawing Lines and, and tackle a topic that might be troubling some people. And boy, did we have choices this week. Oh, gosh, Everybody yes. wanted me to talk about... The Hermantown article. Everybody wanted me to talk about the latest Mike Randolph development. And it's not that I don't have opinions on either of those. It's not that we don't have opinions on either of those. We both looked at each other and said, nope. Nobody needs to care what we think about either of them. Correct. So we went a different route. More negativity, unfortunately. Go for basketball. To say it's been bad would be the understatement of the year. But we had faith in it going forward. We had Rick Rickard on this show and... He's got a great relationship with Ben Johnson, and 
you know, reinforcements are coming. New recruits are coming. This corner will be turned as long as they come. And all of a sudden, late this week, Dennis Evans, who was the prize recruit that Ben Johnson had landed, said, yeah, about that. I don't want to play for you. We're yeah, in trouble. That I, I think you're right, because what was Ben Johnson's? The, he had two huge reasons why he was coach. One, ex-gopher. Two, recruiting Maven. And three, to recruit as part of being a recruiting Maven in the state of Minnesota. Now, that doesn't apply to Dennis Evans, but you get somebody like that out of Minnesota, sprinkle in a growing state of basketball talent, you've got something. Now, I'm not sure we have anything. Um, you know, it'll be interesting when we find out the exact reason why. And I'm going to a little different direction. And that is the fiasco that was the Florida quarterback kid who went to one school, decided to go to another, went back to the first school because of the the image and likeness thing, right? And what well, was that's it, $13 the thing. million dollars or something? Collegiate sports are getting so confusing between NLIs and NILs. They're very different things, but they're thrown around a lot. Yeah, and and so then he decided that, you know, that wasn't going to be enough, and so he went to another school. Isn't he going to Oregon or someplace? Um, but you wonder if that's been bought into in Minneapolis. And so has Ben recruiting against basically professional teams uh, getting kids into the U, and did somebody say to Dennis Evans, hey – the Gophers are cute and everything, but what if you come to, you know, Palo Alto and Google pays you two point five million dollars to come and play, right? Uh, and so Ben's got to be really careful because he actually has had some pretty good Minnesota recruiting, um, but he's got to get in. He's got to get that big player, the the five star, and he had one, and now that person left. And so, are there freshmen, Brian, that are coming in? that were coming in specifically to play with the big guy. And we're about to find out if a mass exodus takes place. So it brings up two questions for me, and unfortunately we've got about three minutes to tackle them as part of drawing lines here, courtesy of Roll Architecture Studio. But I posed both of these to you in the car. If the idea was Dennis Evans and others are going to come and fix this, and whether the reason is watching this year and the laughing stock that is that team, or something you saw in the style, something in a conversation you had with a coach, that made you say, hey, this isn't for me. Or maybe it's none of that. Maybe it's something for Dennis Evans that is personal, and I just don't want to go to Minnesota. I want to be closer to home or whatever. Yeah, right. But whatever it was that made Dennis Evans leave, if you can't recruit all of a sudden and you're bad now, how do you get better? Is this the end for Ben Johnson because you need a bigger name coach to start from scratch and recruit again? And then the other thing is St. Thomas is making strides as a D1 yeah. program, yep. Yep. and the city's media will tell you about that at any opportunity they get. Yep. And I said to you, I've always been a big fan of Minnesota sports because it's labeled Minnesota. And I live in that state, so I can feel part of it. But just like the state of Wisconsin has multiple D1 programs, they're Badger fans first, but they'll root for the Marquettes, the UW-Milwaukee's, what have you, when they're good. Could you see yourself going, St. Thomas is good, I can root for them? As somebody whose father is a St. John's grad, my quick answer is no. Yeah, You're no. a gopher guy. Your quick answer is probably the same. No, I, I, I struggle with St. Thomas. Um being, you know, congratulations. And I will pull for them in the provincial stead. I mean, like I told you in the car, if they're playing Kentucky, I'm going to pull for St. Thomas. But the thing is, is so many people that I know are like, hey, I'm a St. Thomas grad. I, I can't get over that part, right? And uh, so, no, I, I won't cheer for St. Thomas unless it's, a, you know, they're one of us playing against one of the big bads. I mean, good, good, you know, good on them. It's, it's nice that they're making those things. And it's, like you said, it's really nice to see another D1 program because basketball in Minnesota is really good. And so for those kids to get another opportunity to play D1, fantastic. I'm not cheering for them. 
100% agree with you. The other question I posed is simply put this way. Is Ben Johnson safe or not? Because, again, if you can't pull recruits in and you're bad now, I don't see how you get better. The saving grace on this bad season, last year not being a good season either, was give him time. Well, now he's going to have that time, but to play with what? Do you need a big name to come here? And then the other question is, how, how do you get that if you've been that bad? It's not an attractive job, but they've done this before. Tubby Smith came here out of nowhere. Granted, he still didn't do very well, but he came here out of nowhere. Yeah, no, I think that Ben's got to be given you know, enough rope because he's got other people that are supposed to be good recruiters in-state, and he's need, now he needs to nail the in-state stuff. We nailed a lot of in-state stuff with sports coverage today. We are the Northland Sports Page. Thank you, Dave Hoops, for joining us. Dave Cook, you were with me as always. It was fun. It was. Back to Saturdays next week. Yeah, that's good, right? We don't need to preempt ourselves anymore. But I'm going to give you kudos for yesterday. You were good yesterday. It was was a fun game, and today was good as well. Thanks, Brian. Much appreciated. Hey, Gopher fans, if you don't love the basketball team, you do have a two-time national champion on the dance team. They won twice this year. Go ahead so and give the, them their love. We're the Northland Sports Page. Hockey team we'll see you later. Weekend, Time right? to turn off Dave's mic. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.